0: Block Talk Radio.
1: Gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Real People from the Hood. My name is Jimmy Williams. My executive producers, Mr. Keith Bletso.
2: What's up, brother Jim?
1: Ain't nothing to it, man. Ain't nothing to it. Um, tonight I'm gonna trip a little bit. Well, I've probably been tripping already, but tonight I'm really gonna trip. <laughs> um. I know she not she don't want me to talk about this but um my sister just lost her house through the um Section 8 program. Um, she told me on a Friday, here it is Monday, she got to be out today. You know, I'm not trying to put a business out there but I couldn't figure out why she just didn't come to us when she got the 30 or 60 day notice. She told me she was embarrassed this and that but see my sister is one of those people man I look up to you know she got diabetes glaucoma my sister it was been in bad health she went to all the classes that C.A.J. had she went to every meeting that C.A.J. had she's taking a Braille my sister's pretty smart but her health is just bad she was my moms on that tip and she put three of her sons through college and she got two daughters Uh, She got five kids all together. She put all three of her sons. Well, she got two of her sons in college. One really come out of high school, and she got two daughters, and um, she got a a husband. And this way it gets thick at. They had a housing inspection, and they found a some stems, reefer stems in the in the garage, and they zero tolerance. The house she had was in a beautiful area. I mean, it was immaculate. I mean, a $285,000 house. Um, like I said, she got it through CHA when they moved everybody out. She had a section eight and then She moved it over there, raised her son, her son's in high school. Brilliant little man. All alone. I've been trying to get her to really think about her husband, you know, I understand, I can see why a lot of women get caught up in just crap, you know. She lost her house because they had a housing inspection because because asshole decided not to clean up behind himself in the garage. Smoked his weed, threw the stuff down, left. So they had a housing inspection. For her not being able to see that well, she didn't know. She couldn't defend that shit. Zero, pol- I mean, zero tolerance. A lot of people that have Section 8s, and then these section eight houses and, and apartments—they know exactly what I'm talking about because they will come in and inspect your house. Um, they may give you some notice, and some may not, but a zero tolerance for the most part. I mean, if, if the police come to your house twice, you're out of there. Music too loud, you're out of there. They're trying really to get people Damn. to yeah they they trying to get people to move, to come, to transition from the towers to homes and apartments. I went through that. But see, this program that I went through wasn't a Section Eight. It was uh, a joint situation with a couple other agencies where they wanted to test people from different um, housing projects to hmm. see how they will react in in, 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 in in housing situations as far as manicured lawns and, and the front door. I mean, the front yard and the backyard, and you know, basically, what we we do, we we were really uh, uh, lab rats. That's what I call it. Mm-hmm. It was 13 families. I came out of Cabrini. They had some come out of Robert Taylor. They had some come out of uh, Henry Horner and Stateway, and Robert Taylor's, and so on and so forth. And we stayed in their program. We stayed in that program for maybe eight, nine years. And after the ninth, tenth year, or whatever, uh, we had the option to own, or I mean, or option to buy our houses. What they were doing, was giving us enough time to learn the system and learn how to work the system in terms of buying a house, acquiring, um, a loan or, um, some type of finance to purchase the home after the 10th year. But during the course of the beginning of the program to the end of the program, we lived in those houses. I had a beautiful house. It was 104th and fours. I'll never forget it. That's the first house I ever lived in. Um, the house probably was worth about 180,000 at the time. And my rent was only like maybe 320. Um, I went to work every day. I learned how to save money. Matter of fact, I learned how I how I learned how predator lenders worked and how lenders work in general and how um, the feds work with the um, with the Fannie Mae and all that stuff. See, I did my homework. I really, really studied the program. Mm-hmm. And uh, the only reason that I didn't buy that house, it was too expensive because the lady told me something that was really messing my head up. I, I'm pretty sure back in '90, I mean, in 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 in, in 2000 and 2004 was okay but when 2005 and 2006 rolled around that's when the bubble burst within the uh, real estate agency I mean real estate industry she told me something to mess my head up Mr. Williams we know you like the house so what we going to do we going to make you qualify for the house you know I'm saying? I'm saying, how the fuck can you make me qualify for the house if I'm not qualified for the house she told me in general she was going to rig mm-hmm. the numbers and, 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 and make you know my salary high and so I can get the loan, and da-da-da-da-da-da. da -da 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 -da. i am saying to myself, wait a minute, if I get this house and I can't afford it, I'm going to lose the motherfucker anyway. So I I thanked them and told them, no, thank you. I'll I'll do something on my own. That's when I bought my house that I'm in now. And I went through, I learned enough during the course of the years to go to a private owner who's really ready to go and sell, and they will work with you. Which he did. uh, Miss Reverend uh, Thickpen, Thickpen. Uh, that was her name. I forgot her first name, but she was, mm-hmm. reverend. She was reverend. She left the States and went over to um, um, Africa and did her studies. So she was ready to get rid of the house. And, you know, the people that she had, her renters, they was messing it up. Man. They turned it in. Some lady opened up a hair salon in the basement, and they, uh, they there was a drug house after that, and she locked it up for two, three years, and then I came along and bought it. But I'm saying all this to say this. Um, I could not get my sister to understand dead weight. Not like my, I like my brother-in-law, but he's just dead weight, you know, and that's just the reality of it, you know, and and no way you can get around that, you know, and and fe- on Facebook, this young lady won 188 million dollars, and she spent six million of that getting her fucking boyfriend out of jail. That's some dumbass shit too, you know, and, and and she got four kids, and she worries she 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 she's putting in my mind, she's putting a lot of emphasis on this no good motherfucker. He's still selling drugs. He just happened to get caught twice, and she bailed his ass out twice. The first bond was two million. The second one was six. You know, and I don't know what what goes through women' mind when they when they take on these men, they ain't gonna do nothing for them, it's just dead fucking weight. I mean, the shit is fucking sickening. You know, uh, my you brother know what, get, and my uh.
2: No, go ahead, go ahead, brother.
1: Yeah. I was about to say some more personal stuff with the family. You know, I went through that again uh, with, with, with my brother and one of my, my, one of my future sister-in-law where she ain't now. I understood where she was coming from. I really did. You know, it's kind of hard to fuck around and sit there and watch a motherfucker siphon, siphon in all your energy, money, you know, body, peace of mind, mental stability, and all that shit. And this motherfucker just running around like a fucking... A runaway slave with no compass. You know, go ahead, kid. You can go ahead, man. Because I'm
2: gonna start tripping in a minute. No, no, no. The thing, the, the, the thing. See, see, if I was one of these inspectors, and and I know it's zero tolerance. You know that you ain't supposed to do this and that. Man, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be turning nobody in. I say, man, y- y'all y'all need to chill because somebody else can expect you all and might go in on you, You know, so you're doing. You know, trying to find a. a on a or a reefer roach, not a, not a bug roach, on the, on the ground or some a little piece of weed. Yeah, I'm not yeah, I'm not the yeah. whole house with no stupid ass bullshit like that, man. I try to tell them just in case maybe it ain't gonna be me next time. So that, that's 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 the first thing I thought about when you started talking about it was them these these goddamn inspectors, man.
1: Well, you know they got their they got their they got their jobs. They're happy, you know. Some of them probably enjoy doing that shit, but you got some. I think, oh they love it, that, man. You know, you know, yeah. They, they wake up waiting to get a motherfucker about of there, man. You got a lot of... There's a lot of people right now, uh, uh, Keith, in these areas uh, around um, uh, Inglewood, Arvin gresham um, Grand Crossing, um, some other places in black areas around uh, South Shore and all those joints. They act like they don't know what the system did to us as a whole. It's always them niggas this, them niggas that. I was reading... um on Facebook about a week ago about the uh, marijuana um, um, facilities that they were trying to get for medical marijuana and they ran off Uh almost 20 communities, almost 20. Now, Inglewood didn't even show up in that list. They're arguing about not having it come to their community because of whatever the reasons were. And not one of them decided to say, well, let's just ask Inglewood and see if they wanted it. I don't even know if our aldermen asked. But that was that would have been a brilliant fucking opportunity for Inglewood to get it on the ground floor because short term is miracle marijuana. Long term is legal marijuana. When you get to the right. legal part it, of it, it, that's where the jobs come in at. Yeah. People don't see that shit. Why set. is it yeah. Sometimes I fucking feel like Moses and shit, man, trying to explain this shit to people, man. You know, if motherfuckers just quit being so fucking caught up and simulated. They can see shit real simple. The shit is so 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 simple, and I and I really believe yeah, the reason yeah. that they did not bring up Inglewood is because Inglewood had the lowest voter turnout in the last mayoral election. You know, and in order for in order for people to to get um, laws for marijuana passed in their favor, they got to have a voting block to go out there and vote and put pressure on the and put pressure on the um, mayor in order for them to have certain things done. And we don't even understand the power of the vote. That's, that's fucked up. The, the,
2: you got to act like you want it, man. If they see, y- y'all don't, you know, if you don't want it bad enough, it don't show you that you want it bad enough, then that's like you say, you don't have no voting block, You don't. so you're worthless. You, you're, you're deemed to be worthless in the eyes of the people who have the power.
1: Yeah. Dude, it was 20, 20- it was twenty. Um, it was twenty wards, twenty different um, areas that 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 they considered to put the, mar- mar- uh, mar- uh, the marijuana joint in. Inglewood wasn't yeah. even on that list, and I know why. When I didn't see Englewood on that list, I knew why they didn't pick Inglewood because they wouldn't have had a chance in hell to get those people to come out and just support them to bring the, mar- uh, bring the uh, marijuana uh, joint in Englewood, and then and and half the voters. I'm not going to say they stupid and dumb, a bunch of dumb motherfuckers, but they don't have the um, the foresight to see that is leading up to um, um, legal marijuana, like a Colorado. If motherfuckers did their homework and realized, man, those people that, that that's working those marijuana farms in, in California, they've been paid an average of forty two dollars an hour. That's on the low end. That's on the low end. These motherfuckers fighting for fifteen funky little dollars flipping burgers and shit here in Chicago. In the rest of the fucking place this system was built on money is run by money and it's going to stay running by money and the only way that the average person can get involved with that they will have to be organized to a point or able to think about the system that makes that money flow and that's the power of the fucking vote that's the reason you, you got all the men i mean that's why. That's reason you got senators and and, and, and representatives in office forty and fifty fucking years. That's too fucking long, man. To be sitting anywhere making decisions. You still got your man back in the fifties. Here it is, two thousand fifteen. You want to make you want You can't be a progressive. You're too fucking old. Well, Ernie, and, and this started, is where he
2: got it, it. yeah, th- this he is got this it. is where it gets into. You know, every weekend we both of us go into a show in our mind, saying we don't to a certain topic. But I tell you, how can you not go there when you when you talk about the naivety and the complacency and the, the comfort zones of these people that don't seem to put out there no effort to do anything because they're too busy looking up in the sky and expecting shit to just happen for them. You know, miracles can happen. Uh, you, you know, we're going to leave it in these good hands. Uh, we, got a, we got an awesome spirit and all this other bullshit. And that has a lot to do with the sick-ass mentality, man. I'm yeah. You know, you know that That's I know. A lot that. of
1: votes just sitting there. That's a lot of votes just sitting there, man. It's it's fucking pathetic. It pisses sitting... me off all the time when I think about it. You know, I had a guy, a white guy, called me. His name's Joe Lake. He's uh, the 49th ward, and and he asked me, um, how long have I been living in Inglewood? I told him about 10, 12 years. And he said he liked my energy. He, he this what he said. He liked my energy. It was only on Facebook, but he said he liked it. He asked me, did I ever thought about running for committeeman? He said, "Um, committeeman posts don't pay any salary, and I stopped him. I said, if it don't pay any money, I mean, I'm not beholden to anybody. He said, that's about right. He said, but the committee person, person, um, uh, committeeman job is basically to help people get out the uh, information for the vote, help get the vote out. Help give help help inform people about the candidates who they're going to vote for, and the only power that a committeeman has is that if uh, alderman gets indicted or he quits or dies, that committee committeeman or committeeman person has the power to elect or put in a temporary alderman. That's the only power that the committeeman person has, you know. Hmm. And he asked me, "Was I interested in it?" I said I'll think about it. I've never thought about running for politics. I really haven't, you know. And I'm just putting it on the back burner for now because I got too much stuff I'm doing. But it was interesting that, that 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 somebody asked me to do that. You know, I had people joke about me running for alderman. A lot of people have, you know. But I just like well met, you know. And I like the idea of having uh, a voice, you know. Ain't shit I can do without the votes, you know. I, I'll be a fucking joke, man. Uh, trying to uh, do something in the hood and don't nobody give a fuck. You know, I can't do this shit by my damn self. It yeah. takes votes, it takes people, it takes uh, effort, it takes foresight, it takes a want to get some shit done. If you want it bad enough, like you you, get off your ass and get it done.
2: A brother like you would challenge... Your problem with the people is a brother like you would challenge them to think... have to think outside the comfort zone. Our people just don't want no parts of that. I mean, some do, but not enough do. Too many don't. Talking those shit about well, all people ain't. I know that. Damn it! I get tired of saying that shit too. I ain't talking about all people. I'm talking about those. Those are the problem, you know. So, and, and you, a brother like yourself, we're really really challenge Then you, then you I really, really got. It.
1: Yeah. Keith, I wish I had the heart to do it. Um, I got the drive to do anything I want. Cause um, I I, I told myself I just give the fuck up. And, and and I lost because of this system, that opened my eyes up to a whole lot of different possibilities. It's like I just fuck around and said, um, it's almost like a bat- baptism. I know I couldn't win and can't win with this system, but when I gave up and said I give the fuck up, all types of opportunities opened up to me because I had a new way of thinking. You know, I had a new way of approaching yeah. shit. I had a new way of seeing it. It can be done. You just can't do it within the system because the system don't want you. That's why I can't get in, Can't can't figure out why these simulated motherfuckers can't see that shit. The system do not want colored people. Again, and I've said this on other shows, our job when we got here on the shores of fucking Virginia, our job was to work, fornicate, and die. That's it. That's it. And, you know, you get these motherfuckers talking about, don't blame the white man. There's opportunities out there if you just get up. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. I don't give a fuck what we do. They're going to find a way to fuck that up. It never fails. But, yeah, I'm going to keep trying. But and I know for a fact I got to fuck around and keep my third eye open on these sneaky motherfuckers, man. You got to. I was reading on the post today, man, on, on Facebook, the police sent out a tweet. I hope it was the police. I hope it wasn't the police. But they were giving people instructions on how not to get shot by the police. Chicago Police Department sent out a tweet stating, telling everybody else how not to get shot by the police. Don't curse. Be respectful. That's some gangster shit right there. So I figured their motto is going to be no respect, three to the chest. That's going to be their motto in a minute. And black motherfuckers don't realize, man, that if we voted for alderman, we can vote for judges. We don't have to have them same motherfuckers. It only takes 2,000 votes to put a judge in. Find out what that motherfucker is about. Find out what he stands on. If it's against your better interest, vote that motherfucker out. But we can't even get the square one to get our asses up to the damn voting booth to vote, motherfuckers. So well, wash the fuck up in their heads, man, to the point where they don't even realize they got the power in their own fucking hands to do something. Yeah, and it, it may not be a lot, but they can do something. If you're not gonna do it for yourself, just, at least do it for your kids. Yeah, well, they—they they, mean—I mean, let
2: them tell the Jesus got this. God, they going to leave it in the hands. I, I guess I get so sick of that insanity. And uh, we 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 got the, we caller. We see you. We see you waiting right there. We're gonna bring you in right after uh, Jimmy Rose with the break. But uh, I had uh, oh we got a caller? an interesting. Yeah, we want to you want to. Oh, you. Okay, let's, 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 let's let's yeah let's let's go ahead and bring Brother Carl in now. He kind of been there for a minute. He just put up the question mark though, so he was listening for a minute. Okay, but,
1: go ahead. Let him uh, let him come on in, and uh, we can all talk together.
2: To Brother Carl is in the house. What's going on, Brother Carl? How you doing, man? I'm good, man. How about yourself? How, how you, you doing, sir? Hey.
1: How you doing, bro? What's your name? Jimmy Williams, man. Jimmy Williams. Oh, that was... Oh, yeah. That was you, Jimmy. I didn't know... I couldn't catch your voice, man. Oh, this, man. This Who is, is Jimmy show. This, 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 this is Carl. This is Jimmy's this show, Carl. man. This is, this is KC Sanderson. Carl, KC Sanderson. Listen, man. I didn't even know that that was you talking. Joe... Uh, Joe Lake, he called yeah. me too. He ca- he called me and he asked me to run for commitment too. But Joe Lake is in 49th forty ninth water. He's busy. He's busy in that water. He sees brothers with potential and that's what he's doing. He sees brothers with potential and think like him. And he, you know, he's he's progressively trying to uh uh corral and get brothers involved in the movement. That's what he that's what, that's what I see. A small world if man. His, if you look if you look at his page, he's got this he got a block by block thing that he's doing. See, I check out other people's too. Now, I'ma tell you something, man, uh brother uh, bless It's Now, here's what I don't like and I saw I've been seeing this lately, is now I don't know if I'm wrong with this one, but I've been seeing and hearing and I A a person of another color, which is a female, is trying to, to me, exploit our culture. And she got so tough that she thinks she knows more about our culture than we do. And I find that very insulting, you know. And I've been been watching the (laughs) the postings. And she makes sense. Yeah, she's been making sense and everything. But she wants to challenge everything and and she thinks she knows everything about our culture more than you. And I've seen that seen the
2: same? her irritating. this on my timeline you're talking about, Brother Carl?
1: K K, K yep, K C. You know who I'm I, talking I, about. I, yeah, I know who you talking about.
2: I know exactly right. what you're talking about. And, yeah. And
1: that and that was and yeah. that irritated me because I almost did a nasty post and but you know, <laughs> hey I, but I said I said don't behave yourself, Carl, don't do that. Because because she do talk with sense sometimes, but look, don't you jumping on these posts like you like you know what you're talking about 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 this uh, traditional uh, person of color, and you don't know crap. And I saw that I wanted to spank her a few posts ago, but I said no, just behave yourself. But I see that but you, you know what, Carl? Her. I saw her. But you know what, do I don't know uh-huh. what, Carl. You should you should respect her energy though, man, because you got some white folks more geeked up about the black experience, man, than black folks. That's why I left it alone. That's exactly why I left it alone because mm-hmm. well, well, that's why I left it alone. Keith took care of her. Keith took care of her. So you saw
2: thing, the, one, but you, you <laughs> saw brother, brother Carl. You saw the one, you, you saw the one about Morgan Freeman on there about the respect his yeah, um, home if your kid is a.
1: Respect.
2: Yeah, right. yeah. I had
1: to go in on that you one, bust brother. Her out. Yeah, yeah. You busted out on that one because she didn't have no business, and you and you we knew exactly what she was alluring to, but she cleaned it up real fast because
2: yeah, yeah, <laughs> hell yeah, you know what, yeah. She said what the hell did? Yep. yep.
1: Yeah, but yeah, exactly. you know, it's, it's a lot of guys. It's a lot of white folks, man. That that I talk to. It's a page called um. We survive Bush, we'll survive Obama. It's a beautiful page, right. man. All progressive and, and somewhat conservative white folks. You got some really you got some right wingers, but for the most part, everybody talk with some damn sense because they'll go either way if it makes sense. If it don't make sense, they'll 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 call you on it. And you know, I've been on that page uh, almost a couple of years, maybe three. You know, and, and a lot of times I don't see a lot of blacks on that page, man. So I just talk amongst them and see where their heads are at. And a lot of them are cool. Yeah. Every now and then you get one and start talking that dumbass shit, you know, and, and everybody would knock his ass down or hit or her down because they started talking that silly shit at the Saturday next. But yeah, this is progressive white folks out there, man. It's real cool. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, but especially when they go back to start talking about uh Ronald Reagan and the Bushes. I beat them up real bad on the Bushes. on, on oh, both yeah. the Bushes and, and Ronald Reagan and I just, you know, they don't they don't go there because they to me those were weak presidents. they didn't come no weekend in those president, you know. Um, You know, they they can't stand, most of the conservatives can't stand uh, Bill Clinton. But, you know, Bill Clinton, you know, the Bushes, they left him with a deficit that was so, uh, it was unbelievable. But Bill brought us out of it, just like Obama. Obama brought us out of it. But Obama, to me, see, Obama, I see Obama right here. He's like, right now, he's like, hey, I'm having fun. I'm gonna have the music. I'm gonna have the people that I want to hear at the White House, and and I'm on my way out. And I'm finna I'm having fun. I don't care if y'all don't. You Republicans don't sign off on anything. The heck with you. The hell with you. I'm doing my thing. And this is mm-hmm. what. This is how I see Obama going out. He's like, hey man, me and my family gonna travel. We're gonna have fun. I'm still gonna to try to get some things done without your without the uh, the Congress signature and whatnot. And you know, that's why I see Obama. Now now here's now he was talking about the uh Jimmy, I believe talking about the marijuana uh situation. Yeah. You know, here's what's holding that up. This idiot of a governor. He's holding it up. This first term governor, we, we're mm-hmm. gonna get very little done within the next three years now that we got this dumbass governor. He's adamantly he's not gonna bend. He's he's like, no. The people put me in to make the changes. He keeps saying this: the people put me in to make these changes. But he really ain't. To me, he ain't bringing nothing concrete uh, to the table. He just gonna do it his way. I'm gonna do it the slave way. And and my number number one thing is, I want to make the change with the unions. Now, I'm gonna tell okay. you something with that one. He wanna make changes with the union because he wanna uh try to see could he get us on this right to work thing is as, well as everybody's gonna make uh nineteen dollars an hour. That's everybody across the board. That's his ideal. This this guy is looking at running the state as a business. And you can't do that. Now he's been now this guy got so many violations with all those nasty uh nurse homes and stuff that he that he has. That's why he's a billionaire because he's been he's got these lawyers been fighting for fighting for his uh, rights to operate the way he operates. He has so many lawsuits against him in these nursing homes and stuff that he uh, owns. So this he done built up a mass fortune. And so now he's you know, he done got geeked up and put some money into, gave a brother, he gave Meek some money, he gave Cory Booker some money. And then they got, all got a the bottle. And then
3: he and he
1: and he won. And he won. He got all the short trash whites in the in the in the state of Illinois, the suburban ones, the, the place, they look like they from uh, if you look at some of the downstate State uh, residents, they all look like if you've been to uh Joliet then you see those white looking uh early nineteen hundreds shack like they live like that a lot of them and they voted for them they came out they'd rather vote that than to vote black than to vote anything that's gonna liberal thinking you know but see but they got fooled the past few years because you had governor ryan the one that did the turn he was a he was a republican but he was acting like a democrat uh governor you know, and so they want to yeah. make sure. This the Blago, Blago. You know, if he w- wouldn't talk so down much, he talked yep. himself out of the spot. You know, if he didn't talk himself and stop that, he got jealous over Obama. That was his whole thing. He should have just been cool. He would have been fine. But once he saw that he that a brother was coming up as a senator, and then he left the senator spot, he was running for president. Blago, he lost it. He lost it then because that's what he wanted for himself. What what happened with Obama? Blago wanted that. He wanted all that to happen for him. So he played himself. And so these these white children trash in the state of Illinois, they made sure that they wasn't going to vote in another Democrat, a Democratic uh, governor. And so that's why we stuck where we are now with this idiot. And so going to there's not going to be a whole lot of different changes it's going to be very little changes until the next three years <coughs> you know we we stuck with yeah i hate to say to this remember. though carl I, um, yeah i hate to say this but i did vote for Romney. Romney. i'm gonna tell you why i voted for Romney. the way um the way um um that the that, that governor before him what's his name again Oh, blago the the way those guys was spending money, man, it was like they was going to a cheap whorehouse, man. I didn't want Chicago to be like Detroit.
2: Right. You know,
1: it, somebody had to come in here and at least straighten the money out. And I figured he would be the one being a businessman, would do it. But in the back of my mind, I know that he's still a Republican. Um, he, he was a Republican governor. And I know Republicans is always talked that bullshit about they don't want to. Uh, Big government and all this other bullshit, but what they they will tell us that just to do the same thing that the Democrats are doing. It's all all all, all both parties are about either power or money, and the Republicans are uh, about the money, and the Democrats is about the power. You know, the Democrats will give you anything and everything that you want, and they'll fuck around and run the fucking thing in the ground just to get you that so they can keep the power. Republicans, all they want to do is get rich. They'll cut, the, they'll cut programs there, cut programs there, and the pet peeves that they do have in terms of projects, certain schools, the districts that want to get money, certain projects they want to go through and, and, and spend money on, knowing we ain't got none, they're going to make sure those get done because their friends got to get paid. You know, ain't no way in the hell we should have two schools, I mean two um, school systems. We got charter schools and public school out. If we didn't have enough money for 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 public schools, how the no fuck we gonna have money for charter school? Right. Well, the charter schools. I look at the charter school as some kind of alternative schools for kids that really don't want to learn much. You know, they put them in the charter school just to get them through. <clears throat> That's how I look at the charter school, man. I I could be wrong. I hope I'm not wrong because I want that academic process to be. Uh, tough as heck, and I want the kids to learn it, you know. Now, uh <laughs> the past couple of days now, you see those, I love those postings of the Harvard graduates to all the girls, and the, and the yeah. girls with their, for law school in, in North Carolina. Those, man, I mm-hmm. love those. Them are the postings that I love to see, and I'm glad that they don't, they don't show you that much. You don't get all that, mm-hmm. you know. But I'm glad that we able to post them and we started getting a lot of positive postings out there because, you know, that's how you develop your, your voice too. You know, a lot of people start following you and they're going to, you know, like Jamie, you have a lot of positive stuff coming through and I try to throw some up there as well. And, and you, everybody ain't going to like your postings, especially mm-hmm. those nickel and dime people that's on, that's happening That the ones that we, uh, that, okay you can be our friend because we're trying to get all the friends we can but we want you on the same page with us you know because you know i want you thinking i don't you don't have to be like me but i want you thinking somewhat like me because i'm about some change we need some changes you know and so sometimes we get some idiots that you know they're not about change and they're about some nonsense because you can see it through their dialogue you know they, yeah and you, you can. Know, you know, you know <laughs> <laughs> You can see it through yeah. that dialogue, you know. And,
3: and hey, they, Carl,
1: I was trying to get this I was trying to get this bank loan through Chase and one of the provisions were I had to get two thousand I mean, I had to get two hundred and fifty of my Facebook friends to vote me to the next level. You know out of four thousand twenty something people, I couldn't get two hundred and fifty votes. Oh man. Out of four thousand twenty people I couldn't get I t- I couldn't get two hundred and fifty votes moved move to the next level of the grant program. Oh, and I man, felt some kind that. of way after that, man. You know, it took me it took me a month. It took me a month, maybe maybe five, six and a half weeks. I deleted all the motherfuckers. There you go, there you go. And that's what you do because they was you know, if you don't stand for for something, you'll fall for anything and you don't need them kind of people around you. And I, and, I, and I like you on that. That's a good thing. You delete them. Look, because you are, non, uh, you are non-entity. You know, they are non-entity. They can't. Where can you help? And, and what can you help in the growth of people of color? What are your goals? You know, what, what are your existence? You know, why you want to be my friend, you know, on the Facebook? You know, I don't need you to be my friend on Facebook. If you're not if you're not bringing nothing to the table, bring you some some decent dialogue. Bring you something positive. I and you know what? It's not going to be positive, but that's where I'm at now. I'm getting I'm getting to that point too, as well. And I have to lead a song. I have to lead it. You know, and this person had the nerve, was was a, was it was a Sanderson. My uh my cousin Craig, son, his son's wife. And she and she bought on, she came and she showed uh, some money, and it was a negative. Uh, I said, no, 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 this ain't what I'm at, and I deleted her. You know, so she won't won't nothing of her show up on my page, and so because my friends, you all to see that, and not and I'm not with that. If it if it's something I find that's detrimental to the page, and it's not where I'm at, it's gone. And a lot of people don't realize, man. Social media is social media. This is a new era. It was almost like the fact that we got we were able to get library cards back in the fifties uh, and sixties. It's the same right. thing. But so people think that it's so insignificant. History tells if people would actually go back into our Black history, mm-hmm. we would see the future. We can't even do that. We don't even we don't even read about our own Black history. As right. dumb as I am, in the in the, in the one year that I went to college, I saw that shit years ago. It's simple: mm-hmm. study your Black history, not American history,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you will know what you're gonna be at tomorrow. That's right. And you gonna know who your friends should be. That's right. You, people don't see it. You know. It, you know. People think Facebook is a joke. Facebook is not a joke. It's a smart motherfuckers on Facebook. You know, oh, they not out there waving, they not out there waving a flag and shit and trying to get a, a, a light shine on like that, uh, 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 what's that chick named Anna Rosa? That, right. that bitch needs to lay down and just die, man. She's so into herself, it ain't funny. Yeah, well, those are, you know what, and you're right, man, because when the girls now, I had some girls, and they keep posting, and we like girls, we like women, but they keep posting, you see different pictures of them every day showing how cute they are in their clothes and stuff. Hey man, that shits get old. You know. I'm not looking for that. Now when I when I look for that, I'll let you know. I'm not looking for that. You know, but that's what but you know you understand what I'm saying. I know you probably did it yeah. uh a certain girl she dressing up every day and showing you herself and that's fine. But she ain't talking about nothing. Nothing. And everybody's saying how cute she is, how beautiful she is you get. A, I don't want, I'm sticking to them. I'm sticking to them kind of posting. And you get them, you get a lot. Of we get a lot of them on Facebook where the same girl keeps showing you a thousand pictures, of her and a hundred thousand different uh, nice outfits and stuff. Hey, man, and that's fine. But look, maybe you ought to be on another page, you know. Now, <laughs> with this, like, I see a lot of the, the ones that are trying to infiltrate until our pages, like the 35s and up. You know, that's I see. That's coming from them. They want to show you that they look good. But okay, now that you showing me that you look good, now can you dialogue? And can you? That, uh, oh, I'm glad you me, said that. Write, dialogue. Write me, write me a good, Write me a good couple of paragraphs, and let me see. Can you dialogue? That's why I'm. I'm glad you said that. You know, I'm glad you. I'm glad you uh, went there because in the hood, it's almost like it's a front thing. You got yeah. some motherfuckers, man, that were front in the hood to the point where they just. Act like they just, they got to tell you what the fuck you ain't doing and how little your efforts are being uh, taken in terms of um, the masses. You know, how the fuck do you sit there and and constantly keep judging me or whoever and you ain't bringing nothing to the table? You just just take your shit out of context and, and, and then you ain't got shit to say right it's like you you, you want to be heard, but you ain't got nothing to say you know right. and i and I've always put emphasis on people that um I'm, I'm i'm real i'm a real simple i'm a real simple black man I right. just like the fact that he, i like to keep it simple i like right. to keep people aware i don't know how much right. impact that I'm making, but I speak my mind and and you know I got people now that come to me and tell me to do these um religious shirts. I, I, right. I print T-shirts for family reunion. They tell me all the time, man. You know how much money you can make, man, if you start printing religious shirts. I know how much money I can make. I did my homework. That's some shit I don't want to do. If I don't believe in God to the point where I'm gonna fuck around and just lay down and just pray every motherfucking night, you know. And it's not even telling your soul. It's just you just stop doing shit. It's almost like you running, 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 and then you just stop, sit on the fucking side. And just look, all, look at all the other runners running back. But your opinion hasn't changed. Oh, why are you doing all that running? Put your faith here. Why are you doing all that running? Let go, let God. Why are you doing all that running? We're going to be saved. Why are you doing all that running? Just pray. You'll be okay. Why are you do- Get the fuck out of here with that silly shit. You will already stopped and died. You don't even fucking know <laughs> <it. laughs> that.
0: See that
1: brainwashing thing it just... It just spreads. It's multiplies man with that you know it
2: don't get me started they don't have a
1: clue, man. <laughs> they, you know <laughs> they don't have a clue man you know and <laughs> they don't have a clue that's what we was you was talking about when we talked about that uh, in one of our postings but then we got interrupted remember, uh, Denny you we was, weeks was, we was on the uh, post back and forth about an incident and then we got interrupted I think somebody came in and said something stupid or something remember we were dialoguing last week and I know you probably get so many of them that, yeah. Know, but I take the time out and I, and I take the time out and I, and I try to respond to some things and, you know, I, I love this. I love this new information highway that we have. Yeah. That's all it is. That's what on. it is. It's, yeah. yeah. And, and I love it because you can, you're going to get a whole lot of different and you're going to get stuff from people that's out of town because they, they want to, you know, they trying to check you out too from DC. Got a few friends from DC and different places because they want to be involved and they want to see uh, where you are coming from and they see that you got something to say. You know, that's what I'm attracted to. But we, like you said, Jimmy, we try to keep it simple for the simple people. You try to keep it simple, and you, you know, you don't want to go, you don't want to be too elaborate in your dialogue because you you're not trying to scam away. But then that's how you scare a lot of them away because they, they when you they can't come back and come. To they scared the to think. The they, right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not that hard. You know, I'm 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 a stickler for history. Always have been. You know, uh, <clears throat> when I was in high school, I won a scholarship. I won a scholarship to the art institute. I gave that bitch back. I, this is what I told them. Why is it you wait till my senior year to let me know about my Black history? And I've been here all this time, seventh grade, eighth grade, nine, ten, eleven, and you motherfuckers ain't showed me shit about my Black history. But now you want to give me a scholarship because I passed a little funky little test that I really was interested in. I only did it because my English teacher, Miss Casey, at the time at Cooley High, she okay. asked me did I want to get involved with the scholarship uh, competition. I told her no. She flipped the script and, and made us do a project on um um black awareness in the in the community. So I did I, it was a it was a, we it was a, it was a class assignment. I did it and gave it to her. She handed that shit in to the um the scholarship committee and I won. And Man. when I won, I took advantage of it for about six months to a year. But after that I gave it back. I called him back and said, give it to the class of seventy nine. They thought I was crazy. I wasn't crazy. Man. Somebody in the class Cooley of '79, yeah, yeah, somebody in the class of '79, got their scholarship and did whatever they wanted to do with it. I knew for a fact they gave it to me only because I stood out. That's it. Right. They know well, what. They didn't, they, cool they cool know what cool I was. A dumb cool motherfucker. Or what? I love Cooley High. What year did you leave Cooley High? '78. Okay, cuz they tore it I remember them they tore it down and be, built near north.
0: Man, right, they tore down tore, in 80s. I
1: remember. Right. They tore it down and be, built near north, but I right. remember when uh Cooley High. My, my they played DuSable in basketball and they beat Dusaul the, the one year Dusaul beat them then they beat them. They was real competitive Cooley High was. Mm-hmm. Almost just like the movie, man. It was <laughs> the Cooley High and underneath that L, wasn't Oscar Meyer um, company, Oscar Mm -hmm. Meyer was down there too, wasn't it? Oscar Meyer was right behind Cooley High.
3: You had Cooley High School, and then you
1: had Cooley Upper Grade Center, and it was right behind Upper Grade Center. Okay. And they should always donate stuff. Man, I love those pictures that you're doing, the 1936 and the 30s and the 40s of Chicago. Uh Look at those, but I'm looking up north, and and like, just like on uh, one of them was on, it you see how clean and look look at those pictures that you sent me. You see how clean the area was, man.
0: Yes. Even the one yes. on
1: Allston and Roosevelt Road with the trolley cars, you know, <laughs> they was really clean, man. You look at the I look at I was looking I look at everything. I looked at the streets and I saw how clean the streets was, man. And mm-hmm. this was like in the 30s, and some of the pictures in the 30s or 40s or 50s. Beautiful. Beautiful. You know what, Carl? Even though, uh-huh. It was three other brothers had Cabrini Green pages, and nobody mm-hmm. would let me on their pages. I said, ain't this about a bitch? I had a lot to give, because why reinvent the wheel if, you already, if it's already there? Right. And and I started, the, I started Cabrini Green 60610. I, no, I started okay. 60610. Cabrini six zero six one zero. That's what it is. I right. started it out of spite. I said, "Damn, these motherfuckers don't want me on their shit. I'll do my own thing." That's right. how I came about Cabrini six zero six one zero.
3: Okay, okay. You know, and and I had
1: <laughs> I had a I had a whole lot to give, but they didn't give a fuck. I I don't know whether it was out of spite, jealousy, or just fuck Jimmy Williams or what. I don't know what the fuck it was. They probably but that you know what? That's right there is the epitome of how we think because they don't want. That's just <coughs> how we are now. We don't want another brother to uh, advance past us. You you see, we don't want another brother to show us up, so we're gonna keep him down. That's just like that's what we that's can't. A sad uh, truth. Uh,
0: that's
2: sad why truth. That's sad truth. That's we can't
1: put our money together, our resources together. That's exactly. That's that's exactly how we are, and that's what that's that's. That's one of the major changes that we have to make. Hey, man, why you speaking of that? I was in 60609 down State Street. 60609. Okay. <laughs> you six oh, 6'0. Oh, you was on the low end. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. 609. <laughs> but it's from no. downtown State Street to all the way to 53rd, 55th, 60609. <laughs> And you, were and you know the trip that part about it? Yeah, 60610. Uh-huh. And the trip that part right. about it, man, I got involved in the community politics, man, um, mm-hmm. in my early 30s. I just enjoyed it. I enjoyed being able to help people. Right. I, didn't, I didn't go out and wave a flag and told people what I was doing, man. I didn't want any accolades. I didn't want nothing. I just wanted to help. I wanted to be, invi- I wanted to be in the mix, and I did. I was right. involved with so much shit, man. I didn't tell a lot of people what I was into. The ones that knew about it, found out about it, but I didn't wave a flag and start blowing a horn, or nothing like that. You know, it was some bigger yeah, players man. than me involved in the like, community, man, way bigger I than me. I just oh, want man. to do my hey, part.
2: Gentlemen, let's All brother Jim, is, let's let's.
1: just like that. Let's, let's, you know that. Let's
2: let's brother, a, hold uh, on, walls. hold on, hold on. Let's get a, let's get a break in and, and get our commercial in. We do have another call around from Atlanta, if caller, if you do want to uh, join into the conversation, just press number one. And I'll see Akeem. that uh, you do want to be heard. Yes, sir.
1: Hey, Keith, go ahead and let them in, yeah. man. I have no problem with that. I can play all the rest of the stuff and after the show. The
2: the after the show. Well, we, we'll, uh, well, right now, they're, they're, they're just listening. I just put the word out. Of, if if the caller wants to join us the conversation, just hit number one. I'll see that you want to join us the conversation, and I'll connect you in. Other than that, I see and I will assume and understand that you're just listening. So you all can just go ahead and carry on in it. That's the case, brother Jim.
1: Okay let's go ahead and do this commercial then and then we'll see if they're going hold on carl don't go nowhere we're going to do the commercial and we'll see if they want to come in on us
3: okay hey chicago for your next family reunion call jimmy williams of abstract t-shirts at 773-690-5366 that's 773-690-5366 your family reunion expert since 1990 with photo T-shirts and custom printing available, you can see samples of his work on the internet. Search for JimmyWilliamsOnline.com. That's JimmyWilliamsOnline.com. One word. For families wanting reasonable prices, quality service, and good advice at making their family reunion a success, call Jimmy Williams from Abstracts T-shirts at seven seven three. 690-5366. That's 773-690-5366. Your family reunions should always be a happy occasion, and your t-shirts should reflect that. Call Jimmy Williams at 773-690-5366. Your t-shirt, man.
1: That's what I'm talking about. Real people from the hood, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Jimmy Williams, your host. And Keith Blesso is the uh, executive producer. And we got brother Carl in the studio. So if you guys want to come on in, we'll flip you on over. You can get into the conversation. We have no problem with that. But we're going to go ahead and keep saying what we're saying. Go ahead, Carl. Go ahead and finish saying what you were saying, bro. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, um, I'm just, you know, the, the community, man, you know, with this, like you were saying about the weed thing, I came in on that when you was talking about the legalization of weed in Inglewood, in and let Inglewood get a piece of the pie, because since that's a disadvantaged area, they can use those monies, but right now, everything is on hold, yeah, they can use, they need the resources. Places like Inglewood need, need that resource, need those resources, man, so I'm hoping that as soon as the, the governor finish playing with itself or whatever him and the man and, and all the that's down stop playing with themselves and come on and get this get this budget right, especially with CPS, get that budget going on and, and you know, because they are they was talking about I heard them mentioning about the uh the marijuana uh law changes and they and, and Ron is like, no, I'm not gonna even deal with that until we finish this off. Get my thing going, get my all my stuff going, and you know that's that's to me that's childish because now you're holding how many people, how many millions do we have in Illinois? Now you're gonna hold what we got about 13 million, you're gonna hold 13 million people hostage because of your uh your program. You see, but this is what they get for this is what we get, and this is what we face with for voting for a butthole like him, man. But it wasn't. And, you know, it's I, – I don't like it. because He's going to be a, a one-term governor. He's going, to, he's going to be in and out. He's going to be so quick, and all the trouble trash that voted for him, they're going to realize that we can't go over deal with this idiot because I guarantee you that their child care has been cut and their food stamps going to be cut, and they're not going to get the services. And they probably don't care if they don't get the services because a lot of people don't even care if they don't get the services as long as other people ain't getting them. And I find You're right, that, you know, <laughs> you know that's that's that that's some stupid shit. You know, it's almost like they saying well, it, it's it, it ain't number it ain't but a bunch of niggas in Chicago. That's how they think downstate.
0: Exactly. you know they
1: figured you know they they wear really to cuffed their nose and and, and spite their face, man. I, I don't get that thinking. I've 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 never I've never entertained the fact that 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 a lot of white folks, man, they don't even realize how how fucking brainwashed they are. You know, if we got fucked, they really got fucked because they got them, the federal government and the establishment got them so scared of their own fucking shadows. They got to have guns. They got them so fucking scared of their own shadows that a brother walking down a street with a hood on is dangerous. You know, they got this stand your right law. What, I mean, stand, stand your right. What the fuck is that? You know, I was just telling Keith about, um, the police talking about, um, they're giving, they giving pointers on how not to get shot. That's fucked up. Yes. How can you fuck yeah, around I mean, and sit there and say, We're not going to shoot you if you do this? That's some gangster shit right there.
0: Yeah, straight gangster.
1: And that's, that is, and there's some coward shit. That's just a scapegoat so they can get get through the law with that. That's, that's to help them to get through the, the other killers that they have in mind. So to protect themselves, that's all that, that's all, that's what that's about. They try to protect themselves because they know that they've been killing these brothers and sisters unjust, unjustly. It's, it's been unjust. The killers that they've been doing, they know those killers have been unjust. But here's a guy arguing with me on Facebook about, uh, the killings. If, if you right though, if you, he, he said, yeah, Carl, but, uh, for some of those situations, man, um, uh, they could have just, they could have behaved themselves and act like, oh oh you want me and so if I can't stop in a vehicle you want to behave me to behave me you want me to go out and do a dance and cool uh, because my with my interaction with the, with, the, with, the, with the cops now I'm supposed to uh dance for them and show them the tricks or just be there mild manner and don't say anything and that's what I've been doing I just don't say anything so I just look at them I don't say anything. That's how I do him. I don't say anything,
0: and Same here.
1: he can take that. Well, this this uppity nigga just don't say nothing. I don't say anything. I just tell him. I might say, "Uh, what seems to be the problem, officer?" I and then I let. Then I want to hear what he got to say because if he he can tell who he's talking to because he yeah. knows that when I can't bring this guy no bullshit because I asked him um, well, if they pulled me over. Which been a long one time. I first thing I said what "Seems to be the problem." The Sandra show, Bland Sandra Bland went through that bullshit, man. You know, she was outspoken. She happened to be a female. She was right. out of her element. She was in Texas,
0: mm-hmm. and she was an right. outspoken
1: black woman. A black right. woman got less rights than a black man. And right. they figured you know, this black woman, they had uh, to teach this black
2: woman a lesson. Let's mm-hmm. get our caller in from our 404 area okay. codes. We're going to let them okay. her. come on and say what, the, say what they got to say, however they want to say it. Caller from four oh four, are you there, Atlanta?
1: Yeah, I'm here, man. How y'all doing, man?
2: Pretty good, What's man. Happening?
1: Pretty good. How are you? Uh, I'm good, man. Yeah. I'm I'm from Peoria, Illinois. So, you know, it was interesting listening to y'all talk about old Chicago and all that. So I I was just listening for a while to kind of see where the conversation was going. But uh that that whole topic, uh just talking about legalization of marijuana and the fact that they're slow playing it so they can give it to the big corporations and kind of cut us out as usual. Right. This is, you know, American policy. We should not be surprised. But uh, when when you look at Chicago, period, man, uh, uh, the biggest thing going on, man, there's a book by, uh, I think she was a Jewish college student, but uh, her father was one of the people uh, that was responsible for redlining. So she ended up writing a book. It's called Family Property by Beryl Satter. And uh, anybody from the Midwest should definitely check that out, man, because you'll see a lot of things, and and they'll start to make a lot more sense than what they do now. But a lot of what we're dealing with now is is the cause. I mean, it's it's basically the fallout from redlining and, you know, the GI Bill, them cutting us out of that, Social Security and everything else. But it, it plays out in real time as young people who don't have, you know, opportunities that they normally would have going to a bad, overcrowded school and then you get the violence that's based off, of, you know, the drug trade, uh, you know, family uh, issues as far as people having feuds. And, you know, you did this to my brother, so I, I got problems with you. You know, the, just that old neighborhood beef. So all that stuff, man, is it, tied back to policy of, of America. And mm-hmm. when you see every year Chicago going through these different things about the budget, what you really realize is as bad as Wall Street is in New York, as greedy and raggedy as they are, they at least pay their fair, they pay their fair share of taxes in New York. So New York's budget is never compromised. But that Chicago Mercantile Exchange and those folks downtown, uh, those day traders, they don't pay mm-hmm. their fair share. They wheeze a lot of it. And because of that, the Chicago budget is always in flux, man. So there's a lot of stuff that we're dealing with. But we tend yep. to always be mad at the person directly in front of us instead of the person who created the problem in the first place. So yeah, That's much respect to y'all for the show, man. What's I'm, your name? What's your stuff. name,
0: my brother? Naj,
1: man. Nah, nah. nah. Okay, no. Nah. <laughs> okay, excuse me. Yeah. Well, Naj. Um, yeah, you got some points. You got some good points, my brother. One of the reasons why we having budget problems is because of of these people like Mayor Richard Daly, the, the late, I mean, not the, the former mayor, Richard Daly and a bunch of Irish cats, they done ran this shit into the ground, whether it's the, the state and the city. And all this double dipping that they've been doing for the, for the last 60, 65 to 70 years has got us like this. It's finally caught up with us. That's why we've been in a budget crunch for the... Uh, you know the last ten years. See, New York, they didn't allow themselves to uh, get caught up like that, like Chicago did. But all the double dipping that man, all the deals and the backdoor deals that Mayor Daley and his father uh, perpetrated over the years, man, it's finally caught up with us, man. And and I'm I'm a city employee, and man, I got to my I want my pension to be safe. You know, you yeah. understand? Yeah. So I'm I'm like. Sort of nervous about my pension, you know, and so hey man, that's where that's where it stems from. It stems from greed. That's where Green. It, it all it's, yep. it happens yep. from greed, with a bunch of people that control and they. That's why I want some change with the union because uh, the Irish in in the city of Chicago they control Local One Thirty, which is the plumber union. They control the elect. The Irish control the electricians. One Thirty Four. They control 399 operating engineers. They control all the mostly all the top notch uh, unions, uh, local 150, with the crane operators and whatnot, the heavy equipment. They control all of that. Before they give that up, you would probably Romner would probably end up missing like Jimmy Hoffa before they give that up. And so, <laughs> but it's got to be some changes made, and we got to have a you got to have a budget. And my number one thing is I want them to get that education thing right. That's what I'm about, that CPS, that money for the lottery. We need to pass some laws now and say, hey, look, we're going to take that that Illinois lottery money, and we're going to spend that money strictly on education because black folks are the number one spenders of the lottery. And that money yeah. should be going strictly, strictly. Most of it should be going towards education in, in the in the greater Chicago area, because the, most of the suburban, uh, the rich suburban areas they don't need it, because they take they their are. kids their school. You I know. got a question yeah. for I got a question for everybody. You think when uh, Lewis – Miss Lewis is talking about throwing, I mean, having a um a strike, a school strike. Do you think somewhere during the course of she's gonna bring up the fact that he brought in this black woman and they stole twenty million dollars? You think she's gonna bring that up? It it might come out and that's why it's quiet now. They quiet now and, and Ronnie Manuel they have to equate him in that thievery too because <laughs> he brought her in there is so he can so he can control uh, the atmos- the atmosphere. That's why he brought her in. She was there nothing but a puppet. Right. And 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 she was she really was doing what she was told to do. So that's really why exactly. they're not really uh coming hard on coming down on her because they know who's in charge. You know. Mm-hmm. They know, you jobs, know because uh are. they know because in one yeah, uh, uh, on one of in my time. past shows in one of my past shows mm-hmm. I brought up the fact that all these uh parents they go to these meetings. And they'll meet with the superintendent or the head of Chicago public schools. They'll they'll make them promises, 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 and then then the head of the um, uh, Chicago public schools or the head of the whatever they wind up leaving, and now all these promises that was made to this group of parents is voided. It's not void. I mean, it okay. didn't get to the point that they got to bring um, uh, an intern in, and then they got to fuck around and vote another. Uh, then they got to bring in another. Permanent person. That means those promises that were made was bullshit in the first place. Absolutely. That's now why, the, that's the, why the parents. Thing. That's why the parents don't get in. Invo- that's why the parents are so frustrated. I, I, right. I you know, I commend. I, I, commend all of them. But as okay. long as they keep playing these bullshit games with the mm-hmm. parents and these kids, they, everybody gonna stay pissed off. You know what? It's all a game. Let me. The main change here's the here's the number one thing, Keith. And Jimmy, the main change that they need to do, they need to change the board. They need to stop putting in them fabricated ass board members that they put it in, their friends, and set their mm-hmm. friends up and, and, and to sit on the board for the CPS. Get them out of there. They got to get out of there, and we got to start doing. Here's what we got to do we have to start the people of the city of Chicago. We have to do a referendum. We have to do a referendum. With the aldermen to say, here's how we're going to do business from now on. Since you can't have the business, we're going to start voting on uh, how many aldermen we need. We're going to let the yes. people decide. We're going to let the people do a referendum. And, and, and for instance, we're going to vote, let the people vote on the board and how we're we going to select the new board members. Because all the board members that have been appointed by the mayor, they've been shysters. You know, and then they get all the contracts. Because they, because they working for other subsidiaries or whatnot, they get all the contracts, and that's what happened with, uh, with, uh, with, uh BBB. You know, mm-hmm. Barbara Bennett. That's what happened with her. The same thing. You know, the people in in, 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 the board members with this one lady, the one white lady, she got, she got, uh, maybe about forty million dollar worth of work with her people that mm-hmm. was set up by Ronny Manuel. And so, and that's what I'm to, talking about. But the board members, we got to vote board members in instead of this fabricated vo- board members that the mayor's putting in. That's the first mm-hmm. thing got to change. But what's this new guy that they've taken beat, they're taking in that place? What's his name? He's been, they've been, they've been shuffling him all around the place like he's some boy genius. The one Claypool. What's his name? Or is it Or? What's his, what's the guy's it's name? That's, it's, it's the, um, yeah, Claypool. Now, Claypool. Now, I heard Claypool say something like this. Well I don't think that we should change the board members because we already have a big entity of LA, LAC people to oversee. They LAC people my ass. They don't have no power, no poor. They just sitting there to just uh uh make you feel good that we got uh people that's looking in on the schools and they don't they don't make no damn decisions. That was a slap right. in the face When Claypool said, made a statement like that, well, we already got a fluctuated. We have a a large amount of people that oversee what's going on. No, we don't. We need to change that damn school board. The school board has got to change first and foremost before we move on. And you know what? Yeah, I mean, boards, boards and budgets are huge in these conversations because that determines where the money goes. So you got right. that big pile of money, absolutely. and they determine, okay, where are you getting your supplies from? Who's going to get this right. construction work? Who's going to get the exactly. material work? Like all of yeah, that exactly. stuff plays a huge factor, exactly. and that's why they don't want to get that, that stuff right, up. Because it's now, about control, exactly. Right, right, all day, all, all day. And, and, all day. and, uh, we and the mayor's going to get honestly, a lot
0: of mm-hmm. We, we
1: should have never gone for the Ron Emanuel hustle. He used the little magic dust off Obama no, no. to get us to kind of yep. fall for that. We should have never yeah, fell for that true. anyway. But, but, but going back to square one, though, education in itself, yes, that, that is a major focus that we need to get. But the, the other question is, and I think Dr. Amos Wilson, I know if you're probably aware of the brother, uh, rest in peace to him, he was the one who laid it out the best. Education is how well you solve your own problems not how well you get a piece of paper on the wall or how well you go work for other people. We need black people to be educated to solve black problems in the city, not to get a job and go out and work for other people. Because until then, we'll continue to produce people that when they do well, that means we lose them. And if they do bad, that means they stay. So that that whole dynamic is what has to actually change. And this whole individualistic mind state that black people have gotten into since the 80s, mm-hmm. I don't know where yep. this came from, but we really need to get out of that because that, that's also what's got us stuck in this uh, dog-eat-dog uh, American-style type of competition while other groups are acting on ethnicity. You just named uh, four, Irish, four different Irish uh, union departments. Are they mm-hmm. acting on on merit? No, they're acting as an ethnic group, and they're looking out for each other, which is what we exactly. have to do uh, exactly. essentially. Either that, or either that, or continue to live in, in what we're living in and complain about it. Like that—that's those are our options, and we got to be realistic. Hey Nas, let me ask you this, Nas: um, yeah. What can we do as individuals? I, I, I bitch a lot every Monday about community, you know, and. I start with community first, and then work my way back and forth through history, and then affairs, the and then the state government and whatnot. How can we get individuals in our own wards to see that the the the, the, the system is fucked up, true, but it's power in numbers. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I mean, if you don't, it right there because because that's the only answer. You have to find like-minded people and work with them because that's the only answer. Every brother ain't a brother, as we all know, so you can't work with right. all black people, but you can right. find like-minded people, and then y'all start pulling money together, pulling your work time together, pulling your resources together, and you can make things happen. But like I said, right now we're in this thing where we think it's about the individual, and we're worried about coming up ourselves, and we ain't thinking about nobody else. And you see what it leads to. You're a lot of up and down, you're good for two years, then you're bad for two years. Like, This whole thing is destroying us, and we really have to
0: change our minds about it. Uh,
1: The thing that gets me, the the thing that really kills me is that some of these people that have made it or just got ahead a little bit, they'll come back and and they'll preach the gospel to where the white man is not holding us down. We're holding ourselves down because we're always blaming somebody. When?
0: Yeah,
1: when, should that, we good for that. when should we they're stop with respectability politics to come back and t- pick up your, clean, up, clean up the neighborhood and pick up your pants, and that'll change something. They always got a motivational <laughs> speech, but they never come back with policy, with jobs, opportunity, or wealth. That's what I noticed from those folks. So as far as I'm concerned, uh, they are are, uh, students of the enemy as far as I'm concerned because they never come back with tangible things. They always want to make you feel good or get you motivated with a speech but not no actual action. You know, and and, and one of the things I try to point out all the time is uh, keep it simple. If you know your shit ain't working, change it. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can't make it no simpler than that. You know, if, if you know that 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 this judge is going to be one of the ones that's going to either let a police officer go for an unrighteous shooting. If you know that judge constantly keep doing it, that, that judge has a history of constantly keep doing it. Why vote? Why, why not vote that motherfucker out? Yeah. And, and that's the other tough part because we typically don't vote in local elections and we don't put pressure on things locally. We wait till things are kind of a national story, then we get involved. And we're way too reactionary. We have to start strategizing a lot better and say, okay, this is a problem. Let's go and solve this problem. Let's not wait till we have a dead body or people being evicted. And like we wait till the most dire things to happen, and then we come in all emergency like uh, we rally together at those points. But that's that's still not you know the action that kind of builds things. That's that's reactionary. That's mobilizing, not organizing. Uh, I think Kwame Toure is great on that. For anybody who wants to study uh, the difference between those two things,
2: my my pet peeve, my pet peeve is that speaking of waiting, is that at what point in 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 the history of mankind, especially Black folks, did we begin to question our very belief system? Because it's my opinion, personally, very personally, that. It is this belief system that has been imposed upon us with bloody hands by an oppressor for the benefit of that oppressor is a hell of a lot of what our problem is. But people are too embedded into that comfort zone and too afraid to step out of the comfort zone to think anything else. And that to me is a head cracker. That's some deep shit in my opinion.
1: I think along the same lines as you as far as with Christianity and some of the religions that we follow, but since so many of our people are into those religions, I just say, look, if, if that's yeah. what you're going to do, then you need to at least make it a revolutionary religion. You need to at least make it something to where you're fighting for your people. I'm in Atlanta, and oh, yeah, uh, we yeah. got a lot of Ethiopian and Somalian uh, folks that moved into the area I'm in. Uh, and they're running this game uh it. I think y'all heard about this back in the 90s called a susu, to where you got your job and every paycheck you drop, you know, let's say 200 and everybody who's in it drops 200 and it goes to one person. And then you rotate it until everybody gets it, and then you start it over. Like, there are ways of building wealth within our communities that we could do. Like, all of this income that comes in our pockets and then goes out by Monday, we can figure out ways to trap some of it inside and keep it. I, I think Claude Anderson gives great lectures on that, but... Yeah, we Absolutely. got a lot of work to do. And I'm with you on religion, but we have to we have to handle that with kids' gloves because we have so many of our sure. people who are into those those religions. I agree. But you know what, Nas, I, I brought it up earlier that um I was in a contest with Chase to get a hundred thousand dollar grant. And and I told the fellas out of four thousand people, four thousand some people, all I needed was two hundred and fifty people to vote for me to go to the next level. I couldn't get two. I I I I maxed out at one seventy. Wow, unbelievable! <laughs> out of four thousand people, I maxed out at one seventy. Yeah, that was disheartening. <laughs> let me, let me say this, Jen. What know, do you say uh, about a people like that, man? I I mean, I I can't I can't comment on that. Like that's that's ridiculous. Yeah, that was yeah. That's, <laughs> what do you yeah, that's, say about a people who man. can't act accordingly enough together to get something like that going?
0: You was like, about pretty.
1: eighty short eighty votes short. But let me say this. Um you know what I'm sick and tired of, man? That here's what I am so sick and tired of Arabs and Indians in the black community. And they 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 everywhere man with these gas stations and these donut shops and they all over the United States. I've been to Cleveland they in Cleveland, they in Cincinnati, they in LA, they in New They're York everywhere, brother. They everywhere, yeah. man, and I'm and I'm sick of it, man. And and we that's a, that's one of the changes that I'm. Hey, man, if we can stop buying. Some, but see, but, the, but that's another aspect of what we're talking about: that individual mindset. We can't say, look, don't shop at those places. We need to defund them and get them out of our neighborhoods because people will say, well, that's the closest place for me. That's most convenient. Yeah. And you say, well, if you act as a group, you can figure out a ride somewhere else in order not to spend money there in order to get those people out of there. Because those people come well, into the neighborhood, take money out, won't put none in pack, and won't hire anybody have, on top of right. it. Right.
0: And they let you open up a business in their, their neighborhood, time.
1: they won't patronize you.
0: Hell, hell Malcolm got
1: this dead on in 1967. He laid that out the uh, balance or the bullet, man. Yeah, like, he did. He, he sure did. Oh, he did. Once we can be successful and do a couple of movements where black folks won't buy in a large area, and then they, mm-hmm. what they're going to do, they're going to pack up and leave. And then that's yep. when we get to come in, and, you know, it's got to be a domino effect. And it's got to be put out there like, hey, once we take a large section back, when, and if you don't buy from them, they're going to leave. And then yep. we got to we got to have the revenue to come in there and take it and 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 you know and come and do it because and, 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 and we have, and we have to teach our children that look if somebody's right, not yeah. going to uh, put yeah. anything as far as resources into your area don't spend your money right. with them if somebody's going to treat That's you right. bad when you walk in the store you don't make up with them the next week because you want to buy a beer and go in their store and as they're standing <laughs> behind bulletproof glass you don't you yes, don't shop yeah. with somebody who disrespects <laughs> you so. We, we got to stop doing this, man. We, we done put more more Korean kids through college through hot chicken wings than, than the world has ever seen, man. We got to stop. No this. shit. No shit. I agree with you on that one. You know what, fellas? Um, we went over because I really wanted to hear what you guys had to say, and I really enjoyed you guys, man. Um, we're going to bring this to a conclusion, but I want Nas and I want Carl to um, give me um, a two minutes um, on this question. Do you think that we should be able to be uh, to go out to any church and ask that pastor to tell the truth in terms of what's happening, what's actually happening in the world, more so than just their little piece of the pie? You think we should actually go out and tell these pastors, tell the truth on a whole? Tell the truth.
0: That's kind
1: of, uh, it's not that hard. Hey, you know, least, oh, hey, yeah, I, nah. I don't see nothing wrong with that. I, I, think, I think confrontation and truth are the two most important things. So if they're not willing to actually talk about what's going on in the world, they're worried about their position or they're scared – and, I mean, they need to expose themselves for what they are. But, I mean, to set up a meeting with one of them and then talk to them, typically they get kind of upset when you question anything and the meeting goes bad. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, we, we do need some accountability from these churches, man, because I'm watching these other groups come in here and use their churches to thrive. That, that little sushi okay. thing I was talking about, those Ethiopians yeah. are doing well based on that with people doing regular, you know, nine-to-five jobs but they're having access to cash at a point to where normal working poor people don't have because they're working together. And when we have, to they have carry about that each kind of trust within each other and that kind of strategy within each other. And in those churches who've been sitting there for 40 years and ain't done nothing but paid off a building, yeah, they, they need to be held accountable. Okay. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. What thinking. you got, Carl? Come on, Carl, come to, on with it, man. Yes. Okay. Come we on with it, Carl. To, uh, I'm, I'm down for that. We need to go to the to the mega churches like Meeks and and, and T J uh you know, the T J we need to go to the big mega bucks guys and say, Look, man, you're we, we're tired of dressing you up, buying you airplanes and stuff. Now let's put some <laughs> let's put some of those resources and some of that knowledge and some of that Christianity towards the community because the church, that's how we were found and built. It was built for the community. That's how we started mm-hmm. out in the thirties and the forties and the fifties. We relied on the church. You know. Now the church is like a business. They don't only thing they care about now is dressing that preacher up. Oh he's the preacher church, driving drab Lord Joyce or playing. Doing that. That's that's the turn off. That is the yeah. turn off. And but but here's what I'm most of our women they pull, <laughs> they love that why is it yeah. that they love they love that so much man they take their monies every sunday and they will support that preacher and they don't care if he's been having a fair with the church secretary you know they don't <laughs> care they still <laughs> gonna support him but yes i'm yep. willing to um let's go to the preacher and say here man here's the role that we have for you is if you're going to have this church in our community Here's what we need to do. We need to make some changes within the community. Yes. Yes, I'm definitely for that. Okay, Keith. Keith, I want you to bring it home, my brother. Come on.
2: (laughs) Come on, Keith. I know you got it. Well, I mean, like like Brother Carl said, church church is a business man, and it's, and it's, it's a big ass business. See, my my I have extreme views on the church. I came up as a Baptist, and I've been on the inside and seen the ship inside. And I'm not an outsider just talking shit uh, because of what somebody told me. I've seen how scandalous it is. Now, granted, there are some good churches. Now, like I say, when I talk about anything, I'm not talking about all of anything for the most part. There might be a good Republican out there. I don't know who he is, but there might be. I haven't ruled it out but there are churches, but for the most part, like you said, these churches and these belief systems, and like Brother Nye said, you got to handle it with kid gloves. And I've seen that since being on Facebook because people are super sensitive. And one thing I learned yeah. off of being on Facebook is how deeply embedded mentally these people are, our people are in this belief system that has been taught them by a satanic oppressor. King James, don't get me started, but they read in his Bible, but we can say Jesus is black, okay? Well, I haven't heard who, who else in the Bible was black. Who, who wrote the Bible that was black? King James? Don't get me started on that bullshit, man. I, I can go on and on and on. But my pet peeve <laughs> is, is the belief system. <laughs> my theory is the power. People looking up in the fucking sky for spiritual power. You know where I look for, for for my spiritual power? I look in the goddamn mirror because that's where it all is. It's all right there in the damn mirror. You don't got to look no right. further. That's they what teach I'm talking they teach you That's to reach out. Hey, hey,
1: hey and let me ask those two questions. Doctor Amos Wilson always asks them: Is this the God you worship before you came to these shores? Can you name one African God that you had before you got here? And they usually go blank
3: because they ain't got a I'm thing to say.
1: Brainwashing, ladies and gentlemen, I want to. I want to personally, right now, shout out to Nas and Carl for coming on to the show. I love you, brothers, man. I I haven't met you, you brothers, and I I know Carl a little bit, but I'm glad you brothers came on, man, and expressed yourselves. My executive producer, I'm glad you got me into the mix. And ladies and gentlemen, we went over. We went over for a reason, because the shit was deep, and I like shit like (laughs) that. Okay, my name, Jimmy Williams, the name of the show... Real People from the Hood, and we've got another one in the can. We're going to close it out with some music, and I'm glad you brothers can come back anytime you want. we on Mondays at 7 o'clock. Come on anytime you want, and you can join us in, you know, join in with us and, and express yourselves, and we're going to kick it out with a couple of songs right now, and, and, and we're going to take your sucker home. You brothers have Peace. a good evening, and Keith, Man, stay up, man. And once we get rolling with the other voices, oh man, we're gonna be a third eye party like a motherfucker.
2: We're gonna grow Thanks it on, bro. Lot, we bro. got it going Thanks on. A we lot. gonna Thanks do it. Okay, please. everybody please have please. a good evening, man. Everybody have please, a good please, man.
1: Y'all be good. We are out of
0: here. Please. Ladies
1: and gentlemen, I want to thank everybody for coming in. I want to thank Nas. And I want to thank Carl and my executive producer. Ah, oh, yeah, we jamming. We are real people from the hood, ladies and gentlemen. We will see you next week. You guys have a good evening.